gave our kid a phone in June. And not on his birthday because we made a whole big stick. Wait, it wasn't in June. It was way later. It was right before It was right before July 4th. Okay, so it could yeah. have been June. Could have been June 30th. It was That's around arguably... June. It wasn't. It actually was like mid-June. You were pretty close. Yeah, because it was like right before we went to camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we made a big deal about the fact that like it's not a present. It's ours still. You to, you're to use it as a tool. That's what it is. Blah, blah, blah. Like all this stuff. And he was like, fine, fine. And for the most part, it's been working out okay. Except for one thing. The kid has no etiquette. So now he comes downstairs. I'm charging my phone. I'm at 64%. I'm charging my phone. We're the only two iPhone users in the house. He immediately unplugs my phone and plugs his phone in. Like, he has no sense of decorum. I mean, what? That is so rude. And I got to tell you, I bet his phone is at 97%. So he'd rather my phone die than... Why don't you, you know, just get two chargers? I think we do have two chargers. You but must. I, I think he took one to school the other day. Little fucker. So anyway, don't you think that's so rude? Of course. I'm terrible etiquette. I mean, he's going to be a bad boyfriend. we got to get in front of this now. Get ready for what? I have to sing an intro and know that that's going to be the music in the background? So am I just recording you? Yeah, go ahead. Two of us talking lots. What about not much? Two of us talking lots. What about not much? Fully functional parents. It chaps my ass so badly when people don't know how to use an apostrophe. So... You know, an apostrophe is meant to be used when it's possessive, right? Like, it is, or I am. Or a contraction. Right, right, right. Or a contraction. It's not supposed to be used in a plural word. So, like, even my iPhone, I mean, maybe I'm such an idiot that they are constantly self-correcting me. So, if I say we're inviting the Burks over for dinner, they'll write Burke apostrophe s i mean people write that all the time and i think why didn't you remove the apostrophe it doesn't make any sense i don't know if this if this um works for every situation but could you say that an apostrophe s noun should always be followed by another noun like the schwartz's no, car. it's followed by, well, okay, it could be... Or it could be an adjective. It could be a verb. Schwartz's are coming over for dinner. Sure, yeah. I guess I'm wondering if, like, Google phone, Google or the iPhone is smart enough to look at the next word after what oh, you're saying. Oh, I see. There's no rule then. There's no universal rule. It could be a verb. I mean, it could be an adjective. The Schwartz's red car. Like, so you can't... They just think that it's that you're doing possessive, but they're not. I know, but they shouldn't presume that I'm doing possessive all the time. We have a lot of couples friends. So I will say the Burnses are coming over, yeah. the Rothschilds, and they put an apostrophe in. And regular people do that too. It's not just my iPhone that is flawed. They do it it's like on people. school emails or school newsletters. They do newsletters. it on school newsletters. They do it on, people do it in memos at work. And I think, hello. And I'm the type of person that... If there's ever something grammatic that grammatical that I'm concerned about, 
How how concerned do you get? Because you look concerned right now. I'll like look it up. Like how do you? Oh, okay. Yes, yes. You'll but, check it first. Right. So are these people who are putting an apostrophe s to mean plural? Are they like, I've got this, or are they like? They're I wonder confident. if I'm right. They're confident because everyone's been told the wrong thing their whole life. That means they've yeah. That means they've never researched it to think if they were right. I mean, I that was beaten into my head as a child. It's possessive. It's a to break up a contraction. I mean, to put together a contraction. Like, it's so like there's only a few uses of the apostrophe. I mean, it's not the use it all the time uh, character. Right, right. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. I mean, what if you abused an ampersand in that way? I mean, it's <laughs> crazy. Instead of writing and, every time you wrote and, you put an ampersand. I would say that there's a majority of people who use the semicolon and kind of have no idea how to use it. They're just like, I guess I could use one here yeah, to you're right. spice it up. You're right. People don't know how to use a semicolon. Yeah, semicolon bridges two sentences that are similar in nature, or similar subject yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like it's basically how do you break up a run-on sentence? You break it into two. You make it. But why you can't know. you just put a period in between? You you could many in many of the. But uses there are of many times I think and I'm like, oh, this is a semicolon, but I can't explain it. Well, it's like the second sentence ties very closely right. to the first sentence, so you want them to be together. Like, right? It's just it's like why you got to use however all the time. Mike had a brown suit. Semicolon. In fact, it was his father's suit. Something like that. Sure. <laughs> With an apostrophe after the R of father and before the S. Besides chestnut brown hair, mm. what type of what's the ideal person, ideal man in a romance novel? How do you describe him? He looks exactly like you. He's probably tall. They probably describe tall. Yes, tall, taller than you. Um, dashing is dashing a frequent. I Adjective. told you, every single person in these historical romances is considered the most beautiful person on the earth. I like every book I read, they talk about the hero as being like chiseled out of stone. He's the most fabulous man. And he's been just waiting for this unattractive woman to come out of her shell into being the swan that she is. So could you write a romance novel that revolves around like... Dustin, a five foot seven hundred and thirty pound. No one wants to read that. There no must be a market Dustin. for it. They want, they want Chad. No, because people want to have well, the fantasy of that we're all living in this world full of incredibly attractive people, and we are too. Remember we watched Brittany runs a marathon or something like that. You yeah, that but the premise of that, that movie is she loses weight by the end. Like she's like, yeah. I mean, she didn't lose a ton of weight, but that's like part of the whole like getting things done. She's really running and right. losing but weight. But she definitely is not really an a objectively attractive person. Wow, that's rude to Brittany. I just said objective. I mean, that means if, nine, if one, if ninety nine out of a hundred thinks she's attractive, you can't say it's objective. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always get objective. confused by subjective and objective. I have to like think about it all oh, the time. No, I've got it down. So explain it to me. Objective is factual. I think it's undisputed. Mm. And subjective is something you think about. You could think about it as your opinion. Man, that's not how I thought about it. Okay, well, that, the way I thought about I thought, it is objective. I thought, I'm making, I mean, it's, I have well, the, the objective I, definition. You're right, you're right. And when I think about what my definition is, it's basically your definition, but not as artfully said. And my, my difference, or my way I would explain it is objective is everybody believes it. Subjective is just I believe it. Or like just like a few people believe it. It could be a majority. But that's that. But that's kind of like the majority. I'm saying is like a fact. Right. I mean, that's the same yeah. analysis or or 
thinking that you had. So I think if it's like 99 to 1, like I was just saying before, maybe it does fall on the objective. Like, it's objective that there was a World War II that, a Holocaust, right? Right. Even though right. some people don't believe it, it's right. still objective. Right. So I don't know, I don't know what this barometer is for something that's not objective and now subjective. And now I'm freaking out that I don't I know, understand. I know, I words. feel like I don't, yeah, you've confused me. I thought I like had it, but I, I don't really have it instantaneously. Every time someone says, well, that was subjective, and I'll think... Hmm, which one is that? Is that the one that everyone believes or just like a couple people believe? No, I was talking more like if there was a Holocaust denier and he saw some a professor and he was like, the Holocaust didn't happen. And the professor was like, yes, it did. And he's like, that's just subjective. And then he'd be like, no, it's objective. Yeah. Enough people and historians. Right. And so you right. can't just call anything subjective. But at what point does... Subjective become objective. um so in these historical romances the the um the guy is always like incredibly gorgeous how he finds time to work out at basically a gold's gym but it's 1776 so where's the fucking gold he has to toil the field these are all like gentlemen none of them are like actual laborers they just lived off their tenants right so the average gentleman looked like hugh grant and below like in terms of body size exactly right frumpy you would call Hugh Grant frumpy. I think he's Lanky? quite attractive. No, his he's his just, body type. He's just like a regular body type. He's not jacked. He's just, right. True. 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 Right. right. He's not built like a, I don't know, like an Arnold. Right. Yeah. He's not even like Don Draper esque. No, like... no, no. He's not like hulking and yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. So, but everybody. Or you're in... fat and heavy because right, you're just because all you do is gorge and... yourself yes. on like wine and you're disgusting. So then. But but this book that I just read, which is a retelling of Jane Eyre, was very good. And it takes place in Toronto. It involves a bunch of lawyers. It was like right up my alley. I really liked it. Have you seen? Have you read Jane Eyre? Of course. Um, how similar was it? It was. It was so. Jane Eyre is about a guy who owns a, basically a castle. I mean, it's a giant mansion in England. And he, I think he has like a couple wards, like kids that are not his, but he's caring for. I don't know how that always happened, but people just died all the time back then. And Jane comes as essentially like a nanny and a teacher for these kids. And she falls in love with this guy. What the fuck is his name? Rochester. That's his, his last name. And... She falls in love with him, and then it turns out that he had been married. He basically had been forced into a marriage, and his wife turned out to be batshit crazy. And so she's, like, basically locked in the attic of this house. Oh, wow. And so... I did not expect yeah, that. So Jane and Rochester are all, like, hot for each other, and they have, like, a real connection. But he's got this wife who's nuts. So, like, they can never be in a legitimate marriage. So Jane leaves. She's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not going to be with this guy. And, um... You know, so it's all about like this, like she's a very strong-willed person, which in that time right. was a big deal. So she leaves him and then she gets wind of the fact that there was a fire in the house and the wife dies. And so she goes back to see him. Holy shit. And she finds him and he's blinded. He, he tried to rescue the wife out of the burning area of the house. She didn't survive and he was blinded in the process. So Jane comes back and they and she takes care of him and they're together. Oh my god. Yeah, so this book So this book was it just like she didn't want to have an affair? Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, but the husband, but the wife isn't crazy in this. In the oh, movie. in the and, modern one, right? No, the so so she so the 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 main characters live in Toronto, and the wife lives in California in this in this version, and the wife is kind of crazy. Like they married like out of like family connection. It's like a whole thing, and it actually kind of makes sense, and. And he doesn't ever, like, he realizes, like, he doesn't love this woman. And they had not been together for, like, ten years. And then, um, but she calls You mean, like, together time. in bed? Like, they're just, like, they don't live in the same place. Oh, like, okay. they're, like, he's in Toronto, so whatever. Ac- object- actually, together. Yes, yes. So, but then he falls in love with his assistant. And um, the wife calls or whatever. And then she ends up dying in a california wildfire the wife does she refuses to evacuate spoiler alert right so she's dead and what i was thinking was as i was reading this i was like oh god are they gonna make it like the real one where rochester runs into the house and rescues this person i was like is he gonna be blinded by the end he wasn't um which was nice so it was more like a happy ending yes besides the dead wife who was a sociopath (laughs) Who was uh, a sociopath. So, anyway, it was really good. Really, really good. What else? Did you want to ask me more about the book? No, no. That was great. Um, oh, that was great. Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fully Functional Parents. If you just can't get enough of us and want to let us know, feel free to drop us an email at fullyfunctionalparents at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you.